0: You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer.
1: This is Ken Vellante with Something Rather Than Nothing. And for this episode, I'm uh, pleased uh, to meet uh, Betty Yeager, also known uh, as Peaches Von Killingsworth baroque betty an artist a performer um and it's a great joy to uh to get the chat with you uh, betty uh welcome to something rather than nothing
0: yeah hi <laughs> the
1: first question uh the first question to ask is um were you an artist when you were born
0: when i was born um <laughs> Uh well no <laughs> I probably spent some time being a baby. <laughs> uh but no yeah I picked up I picked up uh art very very young. I always drew um and predominantly did did visual art and and dance when I was a kid. Um and then switched gears into music around my late teens.
1: and as far as um w- with the with the music um i know uh, you're involved with a band high step society that's actually going to be touring uh, later uh, this week so um i know you're 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 moving to do that um what i was wondering is uh could you tell us a little bit about um high step society and like your um you know the the role you play singing and that part of your art
0: sure um so I've, I've known High Step Society since they started, uh, w- way back in the day, I guess like probably going on five or six years now. Um, and I was performing with, um, a few other groups and, and then eventually they, they needed a vocalist and approached me to kind of fill that role. And, and it's just been kind of a wild ride since, um. They are a very, very hard-working electronic jazz swing group. Um, and and we've, done, we've done a number of tours together up until this point. Obviously, COVID really put the kibosh on, on a lot of the work we were doing. Um, but it's finally starting to pick back up again. And, and we're leaving this week to do a national tour kind of all over the place for, for the month of July.
1: Oh, that's uh, that's fantastic and exciting. I'm sure it might be a bit uh, nerve wracking as well. And it's great to hear that um, the band has a new release and you have a new release. And it's called "Blues in the Basement." And Betty, I just wanted to jump to that um, jump to that track so you can have the listeners get a little bit of a, a taste for High Step Society.
0: Sure,
2: yeah. Been waiting for the perfect moment to put the stars And wipe the tears out of my eyes Silver lining plants the seed Of all holistic and refined No absolutes, no guarantees But the good times can't be denied
1: And Betty, <laughs> I love that track. So, what's it gonna? Where? Where? What's your favorite? Um, as far as where you're heading out on tour, is there a spot that you've been to that you want to see again, or is there a spot you're excited to see for the first time?
0: Uh, and most of the spots we're we're going, I've I've never been before. Um particularly excited to be on the east coast it'll be the farthest i've ever been um so uh, it'll be interesting i think one of the concerns i have is it's going to be pretty hot everywhere we go um but but uh i don't know it'll be a fun fun trip i hope
1: (laughs) It'll it it'll be it'll be exciting. It gets a little soupy out east. I'm originally from Rhode Island, so um,
0: yeah. Well, we're going uh, as you head Boston, out there, I'm, Boston, I'm sure it'll
1: be a, sure. a hot, fun time. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You're playing Boston, right?
0: Uh huh. A little out. I think a little outside Boston, but yeah
1: wonderful i'll send i'll send some people over over you over your way um i do i want to say that during the song i did have the uh enjoyment of listening to it with a high volume and subwoofer which was not the experience you had so apologize for <laughs> well, i was able to enjoy it a little bit <laughs> with a, a little bit more energy and verve than you could hear it through the speaker so yeah. <laughs> um uh uh got a big big question um uh, that I wanted to ask you is um what or who made you who you are
0: uh well, well I made me <laughs> uh i guess there's like some some influences uh major influence early on would have been uh, uh my my dad's uh a poet and kind of a, he's also a teacher, um, over at the community college where I'm from in Montana. Um, so at least that part of like writing was in my life very early on. Um, and, and then my, my mother, um, was a, she, she dabbled in acting and dance and had a children's theater when I was young. Um, so I've always really been interested in, in, in show business and show production. And then on the other hand, music and literature and, and writing. So those are all things that have kind of like shaped my, my interest in, in art in general.
1: Yeah. And, 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 and thank you for that. um, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to ask you. You do a lot of um, live performance, and to be honest with you, I've always had such a reverence for like live, live performance, and and all the things that you have to manage. Um, and doing that because, like, I paint, I produce things, and then I show them, or I do a podcast mm-hmm. and I edit, and then I show it, which is great. That's the way I, I work. So, but I've always had this like deep reverence for <laughs> uh, uh, um, live live performances. Um, I was wondering what you're thinking about, like, as far as like um, being able to tour again and being in that kind of like energy and and, and live. Um, do you have any thoughts about that, or like, do you feel? um trepidatious or like feel like you need the energy of that live performance now in the bigger crowd uh
0: um yeah definitely i i mean we just spent a year doing um like live stream performances um which i learned is is very much not my favorite thing to do at all, mostly because of the energetic exchange between like a live audience and our music is really, really necessary in my opinion. Um, and live art is specifically, you know, the route that I've chosen to take with with my art. And um, so, I mean, having to go strictly to a digital world was, was really difficult. Um, I think that answered your question. There was like kind of a few questions in there. <laughs>
1: No, I mean, I, there's always a few questions, and no, but it, it, it oh, exactly. I was, I wonder, like with um, you know, music and performance, and of course, you're a burlesque performer, like, like with uh, going back into the into the world, mm-hmm. um, for live performance, um, uh, I wanted to ask you um, a big question. Um, you do a lot of art, you do a lot of different performances. What is mm-hmm. art?
0: What is it <laughs> i mean uh, <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. I guess uh art is what people make, what people do uh how they interpret their experience and and their their place in in their own in their life um but I don't know. I think art is sort of like a, it's sort of magic too. I think the art that we create comes from, from places that we, we don't necessarily know where they come from. Um, and, and for me, I have, I have many different identities with my own art, um, that I frequently have trouble kind of combining. Um, and, and that's been an interesting journey for me. Um, but as far as what art is. I think that's that's kind of left up to interpretation. Um so that's a that's a hard question, Ken.
1: Yeah. Well what about <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: glad I've coffee. I just, coffee k- I just
1: keep asking. I, 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 no, I I'm still on I'm still on my coffee. We are in the Pacific Northwest. <laughs> we we are behaving properly. Yeah. Um so I I I I've i in, in this show and both for myself as a human being, like issues of identity are like really big for me. Like I'm fascinated by them and in all the difficulties in trying to you know, who am I? Am I performing in this way, this way, now, what do I do for work? All these type of things. And I'm I'm intrigued by how you talk about the different ways you perform in identities with that. So, you know, we've talked a bit about high step uh, society and, and singing in some of your background, but like, for example, who is Peaches Von Killingsworth? I mean, you're going to know more who that is than, than anybody, which is why I'm asking you who's Peaches Von Killingsworth.
0: Uh, Peaches is my, that's my, my burlesque name identity. Um, it was, it was a name that I didn't choose. <laughs> I, when I started performing burlesque, I didn't have a name. And I started with the Broadway Review show here in Eugene, and my at my audition, they put a bunch of names into a like a a hat and and drew out you know Dame Peaches Vaughn Killingsworth, and then that's just been my name ever since. Um, I kept it, um, but that's that's where I kind of utilize a platform to. I guess um offer my sexuality for my creativity also um which was something that I didn't really get to do much of my life I was married very young with a pretty controlling individual and um and then after I exited that situation literally walked right into a burlesque audition and became that character and it was incredibly therapeutic and healing to, to develop that character. And then that character took me is basically the segue to high step society and, and how I got to, to that point because I became more confident being a character on stage, being a showgirl, being, um, I guess like bigger than what I present on like a civilian basis.
1: Yeah, this is just like, much, 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 much more. Like, I, I find it that you went right from that situation that you left right into kind of like this um, uh, persona that uh, feels uh, just, just so powerful. And you know, just thinking about your, your, your empowerment within, possible. within that. Um,
0: yeah, it was also an outlet to, to, to try and tell my story. And in the, in the early days of when I was first starting to do burlesque, I was very, I was like a, kind of an avant-garde storyteller <laughs> on stage and, and since then have like kind of um, developed into to more of a, like a, I mean, I'm always going to be kind of weird, but <laughs> like a more classic persona on stage.
1: classic classic weird persona right polished <laughs> yeah,
2: there's,
0: there's like there's um, a classic for Alaskan and, and classic is kind of like the more um, like commercial uh, I mean I don't know I, I don't I don't actually know how to describe that very well but but I was not I was not it and I still don't really think I'm it but I've kind of like moved what I try to do on stage to to make more sense instead of being such a like Mime sort of on stage.
1: Yeah, do you do you think that there's something? I, I mean, I'm t- speaking of particularly with the burlesque community in Pacific uh, Northwest, and just kind of like how it seems. Well, at least in places like Portland, there seems to be more of a vibrancy um, mm-hmm. uh, to the to to the culture. Um, it tends to be, in my observation, you're living it, but it tends to be a space that's like super complicated by like male, like male concentrations of power, like what, like access to where you're performing and things like that. And so it seems like to be like a tricky place um, uh, for you to navigate or is the, the culture that I've, when I've talked to performers is, is that they've said folks take care of each other so how how is the how is the field like how's the field in like 2021 how does it feel for for you as 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 a performer
0: <clears throat> i um specifically i guess for i mean entertainment is ultimately very male dominated and that is just kind of a fact for a lot of different industries and i feel like burlesque in particular like you said there's, there's a, a really, really large community who's sort of networked with each other and we, we all look out for each other. It's usually very, hugely emphasized at shows that it's a safe space um, for all identities and walks of life. Um, I've almost never felt unsafe um, being vulnerable on a stage or being vulnerable in a new venue. Um, it's been an overwhelmingly positive experience in my life and, and an overwhelmingly healing one. Um, so regardless of like, you know, patriarchy and, and male dominated industries, that is one that specifically is, is very welcoming and, and, um, healing for me specifically yeah
1: thank you for that i think a lot of times as far as like how we operate in society for for me i find capitalism just to be just an absolute human disaster and 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 like for like how it you know can treat uh humans and it's like there's these social dynamics and i always wonder like how artists how artists handle it activate themselves become empowered within that because the world's the fucking world we know that right and it's mm-hmm. kind of tough to like um uh, move to it I'm always interested about the agency uh, that artists hold and um i'm happy to hear i'm happy to hear your 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 experience okay um what is the role of art what is the role of art like we talked about like what art is like but what is what's art supposed to do like what's it supposed to do for us
0: um <laughs> Another tough question. Uh, I I mean I guess like my immediately like, my immediate thought on that is that um, the role of art would be to try and authentically interpret our experiences here as as like a human existence, and oftentimes it's the segue for people to be vulnerable that allows other people to be vulnerable, which is really really important. Um, and, 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 and then of course it, it's, it's also healing and entertaining for people to see, um, and, and do, uh, on, on multiple levels.
1: Um, one of the, and I, I appreciate your comments One like the role of art is like it's been, like, a bumpy thing, like, when I've been talking about, particularly through the pandemic, right? Like, it's, mm-hmm. like, uh, people have been, like, uh, I don't know anymore, like, or, like... I'm just going to read obsessively, like go into another world to like escape or whatever anybody's doing. Like there's this super intense, um, Mm -hmm. activity around art. And I feel now, like right now we're heading to like summer 2021 and with the politics of the pandemic where things open up, I'm just really fascinated by like what occurs, like what occurs like artistically and creatively, um, in the environment where it opens back up. Um, uh, Betty, I got another big question for you. I, like I'm kind of like the last one. You're like ah, another big question. But I even have like a bigger one too because I had a couple more for you. <laughs> so the 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 big one, and I know you know the answer to this one is um, why is there something rather than nothing?
2: <laughs> uh.
0: Um, I guess that would be a, a perspective choice, right? I mean, because you can look at everything <laughs> like it's nothing, or you can look at everything like it's something, um, and and that's that's kind of also like a big part of art, where you know some people see trash, and other people have this imagination to turn it into something beautiful. And and I, I guess I mean I I try to try to choose life as is looking at everything as something. Um, everything, you know, sort of has some level of meaning. Um, but art is also something that gives my life a lot of meaning. Um, I feel very fortunate for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I do too more and more each day, which has been very, very helpful for me, like more and more each day, like learning how to create things and just trying to consume a lot of things that are are created. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, I wanted to ask you one more question because I actually don't know about this part of you, but do you want to mention anything about um, Baroque uh, Betty and the general question about how you're thinking about yourself now and these different art personas that you have?
0: Uh, sure, yeah. Um, Baroque Betty is is essentially my my life's work in in songwriting um it was originally a group um called betty and the boy which was me and my ex-husband and uh, three other members and then once i was divorced i rebranded the group to be baroque betty and we actually released a new album during 2020 which was very painstaking and difficult um but but it did happen, and then and then it's it, it, at this point the group is reconfiguring, um, and I I I'm playing primarily by myself if I do play that music right now, but it's not exactly my primary project. Um, but it it's a it, in its form when we released the album, it was a, a um, kind of a folk noir. Um, orchestral folk group and much of the music um, on our, on our album that was released this summer was music that I had written in the middle in the thick of my divorce that was not released Um, and then, and then released now, which, so it's, it's, it's a bit heavy. It's a bit, um, it's, it's also kind of whimsical too, because I was, I was in in college at the U of O studying German literature. At the times, so some of the the songs are based off of very oh
1: yeah rock and rock and roll star
0: yeah <laughs> very strange stories you yeah, I mean, were about.
1: U of O German literature yeah, yeah yeah sorry to interrupt I just I just I just had to note that
0: <laughs> no there's a couple of tunes on there that are, are odd like they're just kind of this bizarre world I was. I was trying to escape into during a really tumultuous time in my life so um so yeah that's uh that's my story with that group we were we were um a folk group for about 10 years (laughs) it was a it was a good run
1: (laughs) yeah yeah um and 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 thank you for filling that part out too i just I, I i had this visceral reaction to think about like dour, melancholy german literature and the you you were living in that world for a little bit at that time that's oh that oh my goodness uh, not nothing that, against yeah, Jer- yeah. <laughs> I, I remember I was in a pretty heavy period of my life and I was reading William Faulkner intensely and it was like all oh, yeah. going like way down into the depths. Like there was just no escape. It was like once I got deeper into it and I was like, you know, no, no lifeboat or not. I mean, you just got to go all the way in. It just felt like I had to. And I did.
2: And
0: yeah. I'm i was not sure what
1: happened after that. But. I
0: was at the time buried in Kafka and Hoffman. so. <laughs> There is a very Kafka like wow. dream state that I was thinking in.
1: I think that Kafka is a an honorary uh representative and hero of this podcast. So I do appreciate Oh yeah. That. <laughs> No. <laughs> it seems to be. It seems to me that Kafka should. I have one recommendation to all listeners and to you, Betty, as well, um, because they're so fascinating. Um, Kafka wrote love letters. Oh.
2: And
1: um, and I I want to say a couple things. Uh, that sentence is a little bit jarring. <laughs> love letters is being used um, very liberally and expansively uh, mm-hmm. to talk about what you know what he was doing and i love the man uh but it was very difficult for him to express how he's feeling to his beloved in words as you might imagine <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. i'm sure
1: um yeah so um if you if you want a, a strange bizarre journey on your tour look up kafka Uh, Love letters. Uh, Betty, speaking of uh, the tour and events and all the art and material you have, where do people go to find you, your music, your art, your performances, the tour? What did they do?
0: So, I, I mean, I guess I would recommend social media is always the place that we're posting new upcoming things that we're doing. But there's also a website for High Step Society that you can check our tour dates on. Um, as far as like burlesque and dance goes, that's going to be a bit slow moving for, for me personally, because a majority of my summer is going to be eaten by this tour. Um, but, uh, I do have a show that I will be producing in Roseburg with my little troupe, the wax poetry review on, um, August 13th at, uh, Draper's brewery, um, and that's just kind of a cute, fun thing that I, I try to do as a quarterly at that venue. Um, and then trying to think if there's anything else. I, yeah, I don't know. Social media. <laughs> and for the tour dates
1: and such. Are, but people can pop on yeah. yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Um, and, I and, and,
0: it's kind of funny the way that I uh, dates, but.
1: your I, I, I want to make sure. Sh- yeah, I wanted to um, make sure folks would be able to connect with your, your, your various um, projects. Um, I, I wanted to, to thank you, Betty, because um, I, 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 I really love your art and um, I, I like, uh, I, I really enjoy it. And I want to thank you because all artists, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to do it's it's tough to do and um i wanted to thank you for what you're doing and wish you great safety health and fun on the tour um i will try to send uh loud cheering fun people uh, cheering you on in locations maybe boston and uh, yeah. and and wish you and wish you very well yeah
0: thank you uh
1: have a great tour and hopefully we'll get a chance to chat soon
0: Okay, yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. This is Something Rather Than Nothing.